Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon wherever you might be on this day, and welcome to another episode of the V-Auto Podcast Special Retail Revival Series. I'm Randy Kobat with Cox Automotive, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. We launched our Special Retail Revival Series to bring you the latest insights and thinking to help dealers manage their businesses in the current COVID-19 pandemic and prepare for what we all know will be brighter days to come in this cyclical business that we all share. In today's Dealer Voices episode, I'm joined by David Long of Hansel Auto Group in Santa Rosa, California. I reached out to David because he's made taking care of his team members and their families a top priority in the past several weeks. I'm sure many of you have adopted similar approaches with your team and their families. And we just talked about how we're staying safe and how to stay mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually fit so that we can be the best parents and the best co-workers we can be for each other right now. David also shares how he's changed dealership staffing and processes to continue to sell cars and service customers even as the Hansel showrooms are shuttered. David also believes that the changes occurring in the business today will dramatically reshape the way we'll be doing business in the months and years ahead. I said this on a on an interview last week. The pre-COVID business and the post-COVID business are two different businesses. Let's go to my conversation with David. Enjoy the podcast, everyone. Today we are joined by one of the most passionate servant leaders I know in automotive, David Long. David has had a successful career across some of the most successful dealer groups in the United States. So welcome, David. Thanks for joining us today. Nice to talk to you again, Randy. My pleasure. Yeah, we were just chatting before we started about how everything has been upended, if you will, since we last saw each other at NADA in Las Vegas just a couple of months ago. Remarkable. David, where I'd like to start is to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us about yourself. What makes you tick and why are you so passionate about automotive retail? So what makes me tick? My family and my faith make me tick the loudest and the most frequent. Automotive retail has been in my life for more than half my life. I've been in every department in a dealership, including I owned a collision center at one time. So I love every single aspect of it. Although having said that, I know very, very little about cars and don't care for them all that much. However, on the reverse of that, I love people and process. That's been my last almost moving into my fourth decade. Wow. Four decades. That's amazing. 33 years. I'm exaggerating a little bit. but (laughs) Well, I think one of the things you mentioned really shines through as, you know, we were preparing to have this conversation and we learned about how you're doing a Zoom call daily with your team and their families, really focusing in on their physical well-being and providing emotional support for them. And I think that was kind of where we all were at the very beginning of this is making sure you know, all the people that we have responsibility for were healthy and managing through the early parts of this. So tell me a little bit about what you've done along those lines to keep all the employees that you have at the dealership and their families safe and secure. Randy, 32 days ago now, I was leaving and our middle child is home from college now, of course, and she's never really, never been overly concerned or overly communicative. She came to me one morning about 33 days ago and said, Dad, be safe today. And it was a really, it was a defining moment. And I could see in her eyes that she was concerned. 
and she's never concerned like not concerned about tests not concerned about you know she just kind of goes and gets it done and as i was driving to work that day i thought to myself now if my seven my 19 19 now if my 19 year old's concerned how are some of the people that work with these families feeling when their husbands or wives or brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles go to work and i thought wow they got to be concerned too so i had this thought where if we just joined everybody at three o'clock i call it the daily zoom call we call it the eddy the eddy like in a raging river you pull over to the side you kind of let the water go rushing by you and you just take a breath and figure out what's happening and figure out what you're doing so it's our three o'clock eddy family members wives husbands cousins children competitors industry leaders we just join a call at three o'clock it lasts 30 minutes as long as 60 minutes and and we just talk about how we're staying safe and how to stay mentally emotionally physically spiritually fit so that we can be the best parents and the best co-workers we can be for each other right now that's how it started are you doing anything specifically at your dealership to help your team members with their physical well-being i'm assuming you still have some of the team coming in on a regular basis or maybe that's changed as well so what's been interesting is even back as far as 9-11 when there's so much emotion and so much turmoil and I learned back then that to have the people that needed and wanted to be at work, at work, and the people that needed and wanted to be at home, at home, I found that to be the best business philosophy that I ever stumbled into. So right now, people that are working, it's completely volunteer. When the time comes or the day comes where the, the daughter doesn't feel comfortable with the mom going to work or the dad doesn't feel comfortable coming in anymore, all they have to do is send me an email and we adjust the workflow to accommodate. So the, the whole premise is work when you can and feel like feel like you can feel safe and your family feels like you can be safe and we're good. We'll make adjustments. And you know, a lot of the people that are working today are, are really getting the job done. And a lot of the people that are staying home and jumping on these Zoom calls are really getting the job done, meaning they're showing up emotionally as a husband or wife. They're showing up emotionally as a father or a daughter. It feels right. So we're making safety uh, on every front our number one priority. Not safety, just physical safety, but emotional well-being, family well-being. That's safety. That's such a great outlook and great philosophy, and I'm sure everybody that is under your leadership really appreciates that. Have you done anything differently as far as processes at the store to make those that do come in feel more safe? So everything here is different. I said this on a on an interview last week. The pre-COVID business and the post-COVID business are two different businesses. So you can't walk into a dealership and not identify the changes. So we have floor markings. We have partitions between the consumer and the client. We have uh, everybody's wearing masks. Everybody wears gloves and changes them every 60 minutes. We have safety protocol meetings, gallons and gallons of sanitizer everywhere you look. And it is, you know, we have the philosophy where staying safe requires sort of a village to keep people mindful. And we stay vigilant and consistent in the things that we do. And we help each other stay well protected. 
you mentioned that your thoughts pre and post COVID-19 and specifically around the car business, does it change the roles of the people in the dealership or trying to have them wear multiple hats? How are you thinking about that? So in trying to create clarity in the chaos, while 70% of our workforce is furloughed, of course, the 30% that are here are unfortunately all the different duties and responsibilities still need to be done. So rather than just come in and hope and wonder who's going to do what, we've clearly defined here's the first assault and here's the backup plan and here's the backup to the backup plan. And the team here is remarkably not only resourceful, but supportive. It's brought us closer as a company for sure. And we're going to be stronger on the other side. I can guarantee you that. And I know you've got some very specific thoughts of how this will impact our industry when things begin to come back. What would you tell people listening, other dealers listening to this podcast to prepare for, to come out of this as strong as possible? The first thing for me is I have more questions than I do answers. So I don't know if you've picked up a good book lately, but that first page in any good book, if you flap it back and forth, it's empty on the front and the back. And that's about how much I feel like I know about post-COVID car business. I'm going to treat it like a startup, Randy. I'm going to assess often. I'm going to align daily. And I'm going to be completely agile in the approach. You know, how much of the business is going to change is yet to be seen. But I do know that the one with the biggest ego locked into their old way of doing business is going to be the one that suffers the most. That I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. I think really being able to be flexible, act quickly, assess and move in a direction is really, really important right now. I think the one thing that we all tend to agree upon, as I've been talking to many folks like you, is that digital retailing, true e-commerce in our industry, this might be something that finally makes it happen in a way that we have expected but haven't seen yet. Would you agree? You know, I do agree. And, and I've been saying for 25 years, the car business is broken. The consumers are asking. We're not answering. Now is a, I think, the thoroughfare to the change that's been requested and required for many years. My caveat to that is I'm afraid a lot of dealer and a lot of people that I know are going to think that they put a widget on their website and now they're digital retail ready. It is way more than that. So this evolution isn't going to come from just a product. It's going to come from a tight process that is completely defined and redefined and managed like we've never managed anything before, if we're going to be good at it, that is. And what do you think some of those keys to that process are that are so important? Shared responsibility with the company and the customer. There's not going to be a road to the sale. It's almost going to be everybody has their own driveway, right? And you're approaching the consumer on their terms in their driveway. Some driveways are short, some driveways are long, some are paved, some are unpaved. I mean, it's going to be so consumer focused that the dealers that are able to you know, adapt, consumers are going to be able to transition. I think you're absolutely right. The ultimate focus on the consumer and giving them an experience that they're used to perhaps in, in other purchases that they're making online on a regular basis is key to our success in the future. 
Talk to me a little bit about your inventory. I know it's been kind of our sweet spot, if you will, as we're talking about V Auto and what we try to focus on and help our clients manage through right now. How are you thinking about your inventory at the store and maybe give me a little color on what's going on as far as sales in your store? So in our nine rooftops, we're averaging anywhere from 15 to 25 car days, but our showrooms are closed, Randy. So we're not effectively open. Customers can't necessarily just come visit and walk in. Uh, Most of that business is completely digital. As it relates to inventory, to your question specifically, inventory right now on the used car side, going into COVID-19, we had arguably probably one of the best inventories in the country. 83% of the inventory was under 30 days. We were going to turn it 12 to 15 times. Uh, Our cost of market was in line. Our market day supply was in line. I mean, it was tight. Our new car inventory was really healthy, even with model changeover. The way I see inventory, the dealer with the best, and I've said this for many years, the dealer with the best inventory wins. And I used to say that it relates to used car inventory. Now I say that in overall inventory. The dealer with the best inventory wins as it relates to the number of vehicles in stock, the amount of floor plan credits, the amount of floor plan expense. I really, really, really believe the people in the car industry today that'll do the best tomorrow are the ones that are going to be able to dial into their new and used car inventory better than anybody and become absolute experts. Given the car sales that you are doing, even with your showrooms closed, I know California, it's been one of the more harder hit areas of the country, I think. Given those constraints, have you been in a position yet where you have to think about acquiring new inventory yet? We have. Well, before this call, I was on a conquest call. I know that it takes a tremendous amount of either intestinal fortitude or lack of smarts, but I believe, and I could be wrong and time will tell, that we're going to have a rebound. And inside of this rebound, the dealers that prepare the best are the dealers that will do the best. So when the dealer down the road is passing on low market day, fast turning, high margin inventory that I can get, I think that's going to be a lot of the wind in my sail, Randy, that helps us lose or helps us pick up what we've lost. Are you doing anything to try to maybe expand the geography in which you're participating or were you already doing that pre-COVID? As it relates to our advertising footprint? Yeah, advertising and sales, you know, now with the showrooms closed, you know, you're doing probably more dropping off of cars for test drives, home delivery, things like that. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. it. So, yes, a lot of home deliveries, a a lot of pickup and deliveries on the service side. As a matter of fact, I see my service managers all day long going to pick up cars and drop cars off. Again, everybody's wearing a different hat today than they wore pre-COVID. I do see a lot of changes in that respect and we're making them as quickly as we can and i think one of the things i love about you david is you're a positive person you know just naturally so what do you think if anything that's good that's going to come out of the situation that we've gone through here well if you ask me i am the eternal optimist and i'm a realist right i see that there's going to be massive changes but these are really really exciting times for the dealer that's willing to adapt and change. And I really believe that this is the entryway to the future of automotive and the exit of the old, outdated, 
automotive that quite frankly didn't work real well for the consumer and took too much time for the dealer. And I really think that this positions us to make the changes that we've all thought about, all talked about in our in our circles, but never really took the time to execute on. This is our entry point. And what are some of those changes that you're focused on specifically? One, inventory. We've always focused on inventory, but I think there's a, just another gear and another level. Turn and day supply targets, advertising expense as a percentage of gross, and making sure that we're not praying and spraying. Let's try a little of this and let's try a little of that. Let's really be focused and dialed on our advertising expense. And most importantly, our personnel expense and return on our personnel's time. Those are four of the key things. When I talk about return on time, the average dealer's averaging, you know, seven and a half, eight cars a person. Post-COVID, I think that number needs to be 10 plus. Advisors per technician, I think that ratio changes. I think technicians per parts personnel, that ratio changes. Manager to productive person, that ratio changes. Gross per associate change. I mean, you name it, and each indice and each department needs to have a different structure in order to come through this on the other side, prepared for what's coming. Those metrics are awesome to think about, and it proves that you know, you've know you really got it dialed in on the way that you're thinking about running the business differently in the future. What's one thing about the car business that you think will never be the same after we get out of this current situation? Hopefully lack of transparency. You know, I think it's going to be really difficult for the dealer to adjust to a new business model and continue old business habits. That is my my hope. What I know will be different is you won't see a whole lot of meet and greets with handshakes. This social distancing, I don't believe, is going away anytime soon. I do believe that we need to do most everything over the phone, online, through Zoom calls, and adapt to what's coming. What do you think as far as the car manufacturers? How have they reacted from your perspective to the pandemic, and how is their relationship with you helping you get through this situation? I have great relationships with all the OEMs and, and these relationships have very open and candid conversations. And because we have multiple brands, I've had this conversation with multiple OEMs. Everybody's sheltered in place on the manufacturer side. So what happens when you're sheltered in place and you're bored at home? You become what I refer to as the sideline or Monday morning quarterback. Super easy to sit at home with your Netflix remote control, firing off emails on what a dealer should do during these times, I don't know that that's the best OEM dealer relationship tactic. There's been some OEMs in a matter of 15 minutes, Randy, where I'll get seven or eight emails with maybe five or 6,000 characters. And I've been asking the OEM to partner with me to streamline the communication. If I get one more, here's what you need to do emails, really hard for me to do anything because I'll be too busy reading emails. So the manufacturers are listening to that feedback and they're adjusting their messaging. And I am very grateful for the ones that have adapted and adjusted. I know that sounds critical, but that's as positive as I can make that. That's great. And I think they've got their hands full too right now, just trying to figure out how to get the manufacturing lines back up and running. And there was a great article today in the Wall Street Journal about how people are thinking about what it's going to look like when their employees come back to work. And, you know, you have to put an engine and a body and it requires two people under the car. How are you going to manage through that in a socially distant manner? So there's a lot of things that I know that they're thinking about too, just like you are when your employees come back. 
David, I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. It was really good to catch up with you and, and to get your perspective on what we're managing through right now. So thank you very much for spending time with us today. Randy, it's always good to talk to you. Certainly my pleasure. If you or anyone on your team need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks. I appreciate it, David. Thank my you. My pleasure. And my thanks to all of you for listening to today's Dealer Voices Conversation with David Long of Hansel Auto Group. Please share this podcast with any of your friends that you think could benefit from hearing these insights. Stay tuned for our next podcast episode, and thank you for joining us today. We'll see you very soon.